Let's Get Real at Crossway with Pastor Bob Manuel and friends. Now you go back to this idea of Timothy's grandmother, Lois, his mother Eunice, and then Paul, and then the laying on of hands. All this seems to say that we do not attend to the life of Jesus in and through us just by our own efforts. We need each other. One of the reasons why you're here this morning, if I can remind you of this, is to encourage each other. We need each other. I don't care how gifted you are, how put together or mature you, you might be or think you might be. Somebody needs you. And guess what? You need somebody else in the body of Christ. Paul says, this was given to you through the laying on of hands. You started that way. You continue that way, Timothy. We need one another. Anybody here have a fireplace at their home? Jared started to raise his hand. and We used to. But you know, you take a, a fireplace, a bunch of logs, and they're burning. If you take out one of those logs and you put it by itself, it's just not going to do as well. It gathers heat and light and warmth, energy from all the other logs. That's, that's how we fan into flame. That's one of the ways, with the help of others. And last of all, I kind of alluded to this. We fan into flame, we constantly rekindle this work that God has already placed in our lives by consistently using our gifts. When Paul says, the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline, Paul is saying to, to Timothy, by yourself, Timothy, I, you're going to want to quit. You just get tired, you want to you quit. But God says, the spirit God gave you is one that will help you to constantly tend to this flame, self-discipline. You're listening to Let's Get Real, and what we just heard is an excerpt, Pastor Bob, from one of your uh, messages on uh, Second Timothy, and you've been taking us through that book on Sunday mornings. The podcast is uh, really designed to um, stimulate additional thought. <laughs> The important thing is to put this in context, fan into flame, if we yep. can maybe start there. I'm glad you played that uh, little excerpt of the sermon. I was chuckling a little bit because it's like, uh, yeah, I preached this, I prepared it and studied it, but uh, half the time, it's hard for me to remember exactly what I preached. <laughs> yeah. But that, that reference you made was from Second uh, Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. Mm-hmm says, for this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Um, you know, so Paul is, is trying to remind Timothy to be faithful to the gifts that, that he's been given. And, you know, that, that metaphor of fan into flame is, is, is like a little ember with, with Timothy. We get okay. somewhat of a suggestion that, that Timothy was somewhat of a timid fella. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so he had I to be reminded that. often, perhaps, mm -hmm. to be courageous with the gifts God gave him. I think we all need reminders. 
from God? Well, do you think he was clear on what his gifts were? Or do we just assume that he knew what they were? He just needed encouragement. Yeah, that's that's a good question. I think he knew what the gifts were. They were pastorally related, or Paul wouldn't have put him in that position, which requires yeah. you know some teaching gifts. Uh, later on in chapter four, Second Timothy, he tells uh, Timothy to uh, do the work of an evangelist, which is often whether you're a pastor who has the gift of evangelism or not, you're often called to uh, serve like an evangelist would, that is, to share the gospel. So I think Timothy knew that he had the gifts of, of teaching and preaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's some some indication he's aware of some of that. Because uh, part of what I gathered uh, sitting in the church uh, service was um, the average individual, I consider myself average, even though I'm aware of some of the gifts God has used over the years, doesn't think of this too often. They may think of the role that they're playing, uh, maybe teaching a class or involved with music or something. Um, But um, identifying our gifts, and again, this is not the focus, but um, fanning into flame, somehow we need to identify Mm-hmm. How God has gifted us, yeah. And um, go ahead. No, I, I is your question. Um, how do we identify the gifts God has given us? I uh, think just a, a primer on that. A sure, brief primer. I guess I'd just say real quickly that people look at this a little bit differently. I know over the years I've tried different things at the churches that I've served and. In terms of, uh, okay, here's a spiritual gifts assessment uh, questionnaire. Okay. And so fill this out, take this class, uh, find out what your gifts are. Um, and and there, there's a place for that. I've grown, though, um, a little less, I, I don't want to say less impressed, but not mm-hmm. as, I don't take as much stock in that type of thing as I used to. Uh, they certainly didn't have that back in uh, Paul and Timothy's day. Somehow they knew their gifts, and but I think, Primarily, the reason for that was, as Paul said to Timothy, let's just kind of conjecture a little bit. Hey, Timothy, uh, I want you to preach the next sermon when we gather together. Right. And so Paul would observe Timothy, whether he had certain gifts or not, Hmm. what he was good at, uh, what perhaps Timothy uh, got excited about. uh, In in other words, I I think where I've grown in the last several years uh, personally is just taking more stock and giving somebody an opportunity to serve in a certain area and see how they do. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a lot of times someone will say, no, I can't picture myself doing that. And that's okay. You know, so we'll give them a, uh, an opportunity. And if it doesn't work out so well, then we'll try something else. But sometimes people uh, do remarkably well in an area where they had no idea that they had certain uh, aptitude or giftedness. And so you don't know until you give somebody a chance to, to work in a certain area. Our giftedness is tied to any assignment God has given us or, you know, what assignment has God put before you is one of the questions, kind of a post-message uh, um, question you gave us. Um, how has he equipped you for it? These are all questions that um, we personally, individually have to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But um, how would we approach that um, once we determine what our spiritual gifts are? If that opportunity where you exhibited them are act is ac actually open and you can fill it, that's an assignment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think um, one of the reasons, well, I'll back up a little bit. One of the reasons okay. why I've kind of... Uh, don't use these spiritual gift assessments so much as I used to or take as much stock in them is that uh, I think those gift assessment uh, questionnaires, whatever you want to call them, there's, there's all sorts of different ones out there. They, they, they seem to, if we're not careful, uh, make it all about the person who's serving. What do you, uh, what do you like to do? What are you okay. gifted at doing? Okay. Often, I think God calls us to do something that might stretch us some or might make us a bit uncomfortable or uh, out of our comfort zone, if you will. And in, in, in that way, again, I'm not saying we don't try to identify our gifts, but uh, when we are serving in an area that makes us uh, stretch somewhat emotionally, uh, aptitude-wise, mm -hmm. we tend to uh, depend more upon the work of the Holy Spirit, perhaps, uh, and say, in other words, help. <laughs> I need yeah. help with this. Yeah. Then, well, I'm so gifted here because I've, you know, got these this assessment done. This is where I'm going to serve, and it all becomes it comes about us. All right. So um, the word is fan into flame, Timothy. Mm -hmm. We've talked about maybe he was a little bit timid, but uh, broaden that concept a little bit for us. What does it mean to fan into flame? <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's a good question. I for me at least, it mean just to take that metaphor by itself. Um, mm -hmm. I referred in the message about a fireplace. So, if you start the fire and the fire started, let's say, but you're not, uh, you know, you, you don't have that, that bellow, if you will, or, or the bellows is what I don't know what you. I think it's a bellow. Yeah. Is that the right word? It is. It is. Yeah. yeah and if you're not constantly tending that fire, um, it, it's going to. Uh, get into a place to where it's going to die out more quickly and so you have to adjust the logs adjust the flame to where it's getting you know the logs getting as, as much heat and fuel as possible um i think perhaps fanning you know to, to take that metaphor we uh, we just pay attention to what god's doing in us mm -hmm. and we try to stay consistent in what he's called us to do uh that way the the flame ha has more of an opportunity to burn Yes, um, but if we yeah. if we get discouraged too quickly, and we all get discouraged from time to time in, in, in serving Christ or serving our family, or whatever it might be, and uh, but we can't quit. You know, we it's like mm -hmm. I know Timothy, it's hard. I know Mark, it's hard. I know Pastor Bob. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's hard, but just keep at it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's one way, just staying consistent. Yes, and um, you point out in this passage that. Uh, Timothy's grandmother and mother all had a part in shaping Timothy's faith. Mm -hmm. And then you ask us, whose faith are you helping to shape? Mm. I haven't had that question asked in my lifetime. I don't think that way. Mm. And um, th that's an excellent question. Yeah, you know, and Paul alludes to it later on in chapter 3 of Second Timothy. He says, um, but as for you, Timothy, continue in what you have learned and have become mm -hmm. convinced of because you know those from whom you have learned it 
and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus that that has to be an allusion back again to Lois and um, yeah yes uh, Eunice Eunice, Eunice yeah, yeah. Lois and Eunice mm-hmm. so it's like you know I I it was just a challenge to me it's like you know the most obvious application I suppose is if if any of us are parents did we do our best to love and care for and train our kids and model our love for Jesus and his love for us in front of them on a day-to-day basis? And if we, nobody's going to do that perfectly and we can't, there's no guarantees that our kids are always going to turn out right just because we've done our best to hand off the faith. Mm-hmm. But it's the idea of people are always watching us, you know, and so. They what, are. You know, the. the the idea of more truth is caught than taught. What, yes. what are people catching from watching us? And, you know, the last uh, few years, um, God has had me out of kind of a radio setting where I'd been for many years. And in a setting where um, I really don't know the people, but they're amiable. I can fill a need that happens to be a radio station. Hmm. But... You know, I, I haven't asked them, what what are you gaining from li- being a part of, or me being a part of yeah. your team? Yeah. And there are a couple of relationships that um, have been ongoing now mm-hmm. for uh, several years. And I want to say that to one of these guys. Um, you go to church. Uh, da, da, da. Um, how am I coming across to you? You know, um, that requires some um, uh, trust and faith and so forth. But I'm I'm trying to answer that question so that I can know how better to relate to to people. Yeah, I. It's in one of the Corinthian epistles. I can never remember which one, but I, it, it, Paul was saying to. To everyone that we meet, we're either the aroma of death or the aroma of life. Oh. And so if you could picture yourself as you walk around the radio station mm-hmm. or your neighborhood, mm-hmm. what kind of scent do people have when, when we walk by? You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know what, what do they get a whiff of? Is it a whiff of life or a whiff, mm-hmm. uh, a scent of, of death? You know, and if we're followers of, of Jesus, hopefully, uh, you know, we're, we're nudging, urging just by the way we live our lives before we ever get a chance to say anything verbally, but people will be drawn to Jesus by watching our lives. Now, we do have to speak eventually. Yes. eventually. yes. <laughs> well, and uh, circumstances of life many times open up those opportunities. Mm-hmm. It's just um, sometimes, you know, we're, we're in settings where, let's say a neighborhood, where people are pretty independent and you don't have the opportunity to talk across the fence. Right. But somehow they pick up, I believe, um, what I'm hearing you teach is somehow they pick up that aroma. We hope so. Yes. All right. So we've been uh, today talking about 2 Timothy 1, 1 through 7, uh, fanning into flame the uh, giftedness God has put within you. And uh, you've been listening to a podcast with uh, Pastor Bob Manuel. You've been listening to Let's Get Real. 
with Pastor Bob Manuel of Crossway Community Church of Grand Rapids, Michigan, an evangelical free church. Please share a word with us, a comment, question, or suggested topic at ipastor at aol.com. That's the letter I, the word pastor at aol.com. I'm Mark Moore. Thanks for listening.